Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hey guys, uh, welcome to this week's uh, Geek Thyself. We're back again. <laughs> Hi everyone, I uh, hope you're having a good May so far. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we'll talk about an episode topic. Uh, so you brought this up a little bit ago when we were last recording that May is, and we just looked at the title, and I've already forgotten it because it's May. To be fair, it's a very long title. So <laughs> for anyone who isn't in the U.S. or is in the U.S. and just doesn't keep track of all the different heritage months we have, because there's a lot of them, um... In the U.S., May is Asian and Pacific Islander American Heritage Month, which is, it's definitely a mouthful. Um, They chose May, if for anyone who's curious why May, because uh, in May of 1843, specifically May 7th, um, the first Japanese immigrant arrived in the U.S., at least the first documented Japanese immigrant. Who knows, before then... You know, people snuck aboard ships well, people, and all that kind of stuff. You never know. But the first yeah. documented one was May 7th of 1843. So they chose May to be our Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this topic means quite a bit to you because of your own heritage. Uh, yes. So for anyone who... Well, ha- no, not, not this specific topic, sorry. This... Month. This... Yeah, this month. Yeah. This... Um, for anyone who hasn't caught it in any of our previous episodes, which is possible because it doesn't Mm -hmm. come up every single time. Um, and we have so many different topics, you don't have to listen to them all. So, uh, my mother is Japanese American, so I'm, I'm half Japanese. My father is white. So I, and I do present as very white. Most people don't realize I'm half Asian unless they're also Asian. His, his, huh? Yeah. I could could see that being a thing. Like people seeing the traits more because they held yeah them. yeah yeah exactly like my friends like in high school and stuff i had friends who were vietnamese they looked at me and they were like you're half aren't you you're half something they just knew from looking at me because my my coloring um a lot of people who are half asian half white have very similar coloring unless they strongly favor one parent or the other um I don't favor either of my parents specifically, but it's just that the particular traits I got, I do look more white than I look Asian. Mm, yeah, okay, tangent done. Um, so this week's I mean, topic... It's an interesting <laughs> thing. I mean, it is an interesting thing anyway, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah. it isn't what our topic is. No, no. Our topic is specifically... <sighs> Martial arts weapons. Um, originally, we were going to talk about just karate weapons. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. But... You know, there's a lot of uh, the weapons that are kind of cross practices. So, like, what a weapon that's used in kung fu it could also be used in um, karate and, and back and forth. So, instead, we decided to make it more of a martial arts weapon discussion. Now, I, I will say I practiced martial arts for five years. I did a mixed martial arts. So, it was a mix of karate and kung fu and a little bit of like jujitsu for certain grapples and holds. Um, it was called sure. Bok Fudo, B-O-K-F-U and then D-O. 
Um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it translates roughly to the way of the white tiger. It was a mixed nice. martial art put together by um, a man named Richard Lee uh, over here in the U.S. He is white, so I think that might be why he chose White Tiger. I'm not 100%. I think it was, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like a nickname given to him by one of his t- instructors or something. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so that was basically a mix of hand-to-hand and some weapon combat, I guess? Yeah. A lot of it is hand-to-hand. The mixed martial arts factor, um, for anyone who's not practiced martial arts, there's the strict styles. So, like, kung fu is a style. Karate is a style. Jiu-jitsu is a style. They're all very distinct historical styles. And then um, a mixed martial art is one where someone has taken parts of different martial arts, put it all together, and created something new. So, like, MMA, the mixed martial arts fighting and stuff. Um, it's people who've got different disciplines they've trained in. So, like, they might have done boxing, but they've also done karate. They combine the two for Mm. their fighting style. It's stuff like that. Um, Our particular style, the one I studied, Bakufudo, Grandmaster Lee took basically the most effective and deadly. This This is how it was described to me as a kid when I was learning it. He took the most effective and deadly portions of six different martial arts that he had trained in and combined them to make Bakufudo. So. So good for self-defense. Yes. It's a lot of, uh, you know how when you're watching like an action movie and you're like, don't stop hitting him. The guy's down. You got to make sure he stays down because the bad guy always gets back up and chases you again. So Bakufudo is basically like you put him down. (laughs) He, this guy does not get back up and then you get to run away. Or at least they don't get back up quick enough to come after you. <laughs> there's um, sure. There's techniques. Um, and this is a martial arts thing. It's not a weapon specifically, but it's a general martial arts thing. There's a lot of forms that you learn where it's mm-hmm. like a set group of movements. Some of them are more like katas, which um, it's a long series of movements. It almost looks like a dance like the different motions are put together and it's a, it's like a form it's a a mini i'm trying to think of how to say this it's not a tech a specific technique like it's not like you're fighting people with it you you use it as like a display piece almost uh so, like a performance yes almost like a performance it's it's a practice it's to hone your movements and practice the motions but it's sure. a long series of steps so that's like a kata it's it's multiple so steps like, so it's like several blocks several punches several several kicks all in a row and this whole thing is referred to as a form or a kata depending on what you're studying so it's almost like choreography yes it's almost like a choreo- choreographed set of movements and then there's oh. also again this is how i was taught so there might be slightly different names for things there's also techniques mm-hmm. a technique is you're specifically being attacked in this way, and here's what you do. So, like, to give you an example of the, um, the thoroughness of Bakufudo, there are a couple of techniques where, uh, one in particular, it's called Dance of Death. Sounds fun. Uh, someone throws a punch at you, you mm. block it, you break one of their kneecaps and knock them to the ground, <laughs> you flip them over and jump on their kidneys, um break their back or at least injure it and snap their neck and then kick them in the head again 
as you're jumping away. Okay. <laughs> they don't get back up. That... Now, obviously, this would not no. be your first move. This is like they're coming at you with a knife repeatedly or something, and you really you need to stop it. But that's the kind of yeah. um, very, 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 like, this person is... This person's not coming after you again. Um, there's white belt moves where you learn how to um, gouge eyes and tear out throats mm-hmm. as a white belt. Obviously, we don't literally practice on anything. You're just putting your hand in the right shape. But, um, yeah, it, it's a very much a martial art of, like, self-defense and, like, this this person is not going to come after me again. I'm going to have time to get away. Because even if you don't do yeah. the move 100% and don't, like, actually break someone's back or snap their neck or tear their throat out, if you do the motion hard enough and injure them, they're not going to come after you because they're still going to be struggling to get up. <laughs> you know what? That, that's, that's yeah. Uh, you know, if, if someone did that to me, I don't think I'd get back up either. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree. I was slightly scared. <laughs> I mean, this is why sometimes Logan and somebody else will be like, Heather, you're kind of scary. Because I, I don't think about it. I'm like, oh, well, just do this. And then the thing I'm suggesting is actually very, very overkill. But it's what my brain goes to for self-defense purposes. Um. Yeah, see, the most I know about these kind of specific forms of uh, fighting is that they're used as inspiration for Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> You're not uh, wrong. For the bending forms. Yeah, I, I remember learning about that, and that's pretty much all I know. So that's that's my drop of random trivia in, into this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was a huge tangent. Sorry, everybody. I mean... I mean, yeah, at least the last part was martial arts so. related. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that, like, it works. You know, it works <laughs> for the subject. Uh, it's stuff that you learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember technically how to do all of the, like, eye gouging, throat ripping, kidney crushing, back breaking, arm breaking. I've got to say, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen Heather do that. I've only met, I've only met her, met her once. In person, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once over a few days, but it was still only once. Mm-hmm. I've not seen her do this to anyone. No, nor have I ever. Yeah, I will say I've never had to actually fight anyone. Mm. Um... And, you know, I'm extremely out of practice. So it's not like I'd want to go up and fight somebody anyway. That'd be a very bad idea. But if I needed to defend myself, I'm pretty confident that I could do at least some damage, if not serious injury to the person attacking me. I mean, that's what self-defense is, though. Mm -hmm. So, mm. okay. Okay, very long tangent. Sorry, everybody. So martial arts weapons. (laughs) It's still fun. It's all fun. Mm We we t- we said we were going to talk about martial arts, so that's what we've done. But that's yeah. true. We should probably martial change this weapons. one to martial arts instead of martial arts weapons. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> Just martial arts. I mean, as people probably have guessed, I don't have any experience with any kind of martial arts. Um, the most I can do is get my wooden sword out, which I got from a castle, and just you know do pretend slashes through the air, and I'm sure that would be very very useful if i ever need to defend myself okay so actual weapons for martial arts Uh, there's a lot something that (laughs) yeah i I guess we could probably start with this it's the first thing uh that we kind of looked at or that 
you kind of remembered which kind of spurred this on is something which was which is potentially true but potentially uh folklore yeah uh which is some weapons coming from being dual purpose as farming tools yeah so um this like we're not entirely sure if this is fact or or if it's more uh just folklore right yeah so there's in particular in japan there are certain weapons that are thought to have partly at least if not completely originated from farming tools um in particular because karate actually came from okinawa uh specifically let's see i have to look up this name because it's not one Mm. i've used often um specifically there um is an area um referred to as the ryukyuan islands ryukyu islands okay and um it includes okinawa as Mm. well as a couple other islands near near japan and the pacific islander area of the ocean in that general vicinity and Mm -hmm. um particularly there was a class of people known as the pechin and there's still some there, and there's still Ryukyun, Ry, I can't say this, Ryukyuns in Japan, in particular in Okinawa area and Kagoshima Prefecture, which is actually where my grandfather's from. Um, so I'm. it's very possible that I'm part Ryukyun, and I just have no idea. I have no way to know, because they don't have that in-depth ancestry stuff, even if I took the test. But um, it's a spe- like specific ethnic group there and they're known in particular for having um slightly darker skin like tanning getting very tan mm-hmm. um from the sun my grandfather like if he rolled up his sleeves when he was outside um alive and working in the yard and stuff like he was like pasty white under where his sleeves covered him but he everything that showed and got hit by the sun he was dark 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 brown <laughs> like like hardcore dark brown Asian skin. And um, mm-hmm. that's something that is very common of the people from that area. So I probably have some in me, but I don't know. And um, that particular area, the king of Ryukyu at one point historically, um, specifically, where it is, um, King Shoshin in 1477 mm-hmm. started banning weapons. Yeah, and because of that, um, uh, there started to become the further development of a lot of unarmed combat techniques, in particular karate, which they, again, it's a little muddled in history because everything wasn't super well recorded back then. But they yeah. think that what happened is that some of the martial arts styles from other areas, like from the mainland, started kind of being brought over to Okinawa, especially mm. with trade between. Chinese and Okinawan aristocracy that was happening. Mm -hmm. So um, they started learning unarmed uh, martial arts because weapons were being banned by the king at the time. And um, it's all muddled a little in history. This is the part where it's like, were some of those weapons that did exist farm tools? Were they not? Eh, It's a little hard to tell. Some of them, like the Sai, which for anyone who doesn't know, the size are the ones that Raphael uses from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's the most pop culture yeah. reference I can pull like, out to make. Like uh, the, 
the the tri-sided yeah it it looks like a midi trident with a really 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 long middle prong yeah essentially um so and it's kind of held like like that in your grip. Mm-hmm. Like so yeah. yeah. So you sort of do it. Yeah, there's a sharp stabby end and then there's a blunted handle that you can spin around and whack people with. Um mm-hmm. and uh like that one in particular they think might have come from India because it's very, very similar to an uh an Indian weapon. Um they there's mm-hmm. a trident. I can't remember what the Indian name for it is now. Um, that's part of Hindu religion. Also, it's a symbol in Hindu religion, and they have a handheld version, which is basically a, a weapon from their martial arts. So, like that might have come across. Um, there's other ones like the nunchakus that they think might have started as some sort of threshing tool from yeah. um, is another Pacific island. Basically, for anyone who's not aware, the nunchakus are like two batons with a chain in the middle. It's usually a chain. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a string, but basically you can hold on to one and spin the other around and hit people with it. And there's um, some thought that it might partly have originated as a farm tool because what you could do is wrap the chain or string around the rice stalks to pull them up. And then pull up, yeah, and, and just shave them down. Yeah. Right, and then you could use the, um, if you needed to, you could use the baton end to smack the rice loose from the stock afterwards, that kind of thing. So basically is a threshing tool. Um, There's one that straight up is definitely originated as a farming tool, which is the Kama. The Kama is basically a handheld scythe. So instead of the big double-handed one like you see being used in um, like old European paintings and stuff, because they weren't cutting down wheat... They were cutting down rice. They didn't need the big, long, like, if you use one of those it, big, it's, long it's shorter, ones, the it? rice yeah. is just going to tip over. It's not going to do yeah. anything because there's so much water in a rice field. So instead, mm. you would hold the stalks in one hand and use the handheld scythe to cut the stalks with the comma. So gotcha. um, it's definitely a very different um, different type of mm-hmm. scythe. It's a lot smaller. But the, so there's some like that where it's it's pretty obvious that this could have had yeah. a farming tool origination. The bow staff could have been the wooden stick that's used to carry like buckets across yeah, your back. Yeah, on the other side of your shoulder, uh, on, on top of your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so these are the kind of things that basically uh, you uh, you remember from a an old report that you did. Yes, back when I was like ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, so we did a little bit more looking into it. Some of them are plausible. Some of them it's a bit difficult to tell. Mm-hmm. It, and it's because there's obviously no sort of record kept from then. It's a bit difficult to, to to rule it either way or another. But it is a really interesting kind of bit of trivia regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess because of the time, we should maybe go into a break, potentially. Sounds good. Yep, no problem. So after we do a break, we'll come back and do some more talking. But until then, we will see you in a sec. Okay, so hey guys, welcome to this week's mid-roll. We will be talking about the people who support us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We enjoy their products and or services and they're great. Uh, I guess we could talk about Die Hard Dice first this time, maybe. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Die Hard Dice, they create wonderful metal dice uh, and polymer dice. They created their own molds for their metal dice, which is which is great because their numbers are very striking and readable. They do all the colour testing in-house for them as well. 
which is why it can take a bit of time for them to create new ones, but they're always worth the wait. They have been experimenting with different dual color lines with their Spellbinder series, or their Brimstone ones where they ink the the numbers uh, multiple, mm -hmm. color, multiple colored and use different metal and weathering effects, all those good things. They also have gray accessories like the Scroll of Rolling, which can be just a portable dice roller with up to two sets of dice in. And they have their own pop-up dice trays, which are great for storing and portability. They're all great. Yes, uh, they have free uh, domestic shipping in the US and discounted American shipping. Uh, American shipping, international shipping elsewhere. Uh, obviously, shipping it can be a bit delayed right now with everything that's going on. But yeah, mm -hmm. if you do find anything you like on Die Hard Dice, you can use the code Geek Thyself to get 15%. That's one five off your first or your next order. Yeah, uh, if you want to roll with the best, all you need to do is go to dieharddice.com. Yes. And also, of course, we can't forget about World Anvil. World Anvil is an amazing site where you can do world building and campaign management, and their software is fantastic. There are so many different things you can do, linking different characters. You basically can create an entire wiki of your world, whether it's for your audience because you are creating a story and you want to be able to keep track of who's related to who and who's done what, or whether it's for your players, if you're managing a campaign and you want them to be able to look up some of the NPCs you've created. It's just an amazing tool. They even won an Annie Award for being such an amazing campaign management tool. And um, you can find them at worldanvil.com. They're amazing people. And most of the features, if not all, I'd have to double check, that I just listed are completely free. You can start off with a free membership that already has so many different things you can do with it. And then if you de decide you wanna upgrade and to get some of the other tools or to just expand on the universe you're creating, then you can join the guild and uh, sign up for one of their paid memberships, which give you also amazing benefits. Um, there's so many, I can't even list them all because we would be here for an hour. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, if we did an episode on World Anvil's features, which we probably do, we'd probably be talking for like a full episode, if not two, because they're always releasing new mm -hmm. things. That is true. Yeah, that's true. And we'd have to con we'd have to be like, as of such and such date, this is what they have, because yeah. they're constantly yeah. improving it and creating updates and adding more to the site. It's amazing. Definitely should check it out. That's worldanvil.com. Absolutely. All right, so now we're going to go back into talking briefly about martial art weapons and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we will see how long the episode is left because this might be a long. We're episode. really good with, yeah, we're really good with timekeeping. Okay, everyone. Right, so, so welcome back. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of martial arts weapons, and we've already probably gone over our time, or at least close to it. Probably, but <laughs> whatever. Let's keep going. So, um. What we're going to do is try to touch on some of the different types of weapons. Um, mm -hmm. And we're not going to be able to list every single one. There's too many. Even no. if we had started off like on topic at the beginning, there's too many weapons for us to describe and discuss every single one because there's too many different types of martial arts. Did you just say on topic? I know. I know. I don't I don't know what that means. I, I know. It, it's a weird phrase. It okay. felt strange coming out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but it's fine. We... Let's get onto this topic. I think that's how you use that phrase. And let's talk about weapons. No. So um, the, okay. the first category is one that I think most people are fairly familiar with, and that's bladed weapons. Mm -hmm. 
So we're talking about things like swords, knives, daggers. Um, the comma that I was just talking about that's like the little handheld scythe is also yeah. a, considered a bladed weapon because obviously there's a blade on it. Things like that. And I think yeah. you were saying you're somewhat familiar with at least one type. Yeah. Uh, sickles. I didn't... Uh, not. Yeah, and then axes. Yeah. And then, yeah, like cameras. And then warhammers. All those good things. Mm-hmm. For for emphasis, I, I pulled up the list of different types of swords. Yeah. So just for uh, Asian swords, mm-hmm. like just different types of Asian swords, if you run down the full list, they're like I'm not even through the list and there's already over 100 probably yeah, different no, types of swords. Yeah. So like we can't possibly list every single one. The one people are most familiar with, I think, from martial arts, there's two. One is the Chinese sword, the, the Chinese broadsword that uh, you see in a lot of martial arts films where it's like got the the blade that's wider at the front and then thins out towards the handle. And sometimes mm-hmm. you'll see in martial arts demonstrations, they'll use ones that are flexible. So like you stab your arm out and the blade shakes and does that twing noise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with <laughs> And then there's also the katana. Those are the two I think yes. people are the most familiar with from martial arts movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next category, or category, is pole arms. Mm-hmm. And there's halberds and spears and, oh, Guandao. Guandao? Guandao. Guandao. Thank you. All right. Uh, and I, I have no idea what that means, but... <laughs> um, so the, the Guandao is a Chinese pole arm. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. I might not even be saying it 100% correctly. But it is, um, it's also called a Yanwei Dao. Again, not sure I'm saying this right. I don't speak Chinese. Um, yeah. But it, that's what it looks like. Uh, mm. And it's a, it's basically a spear pole. But at the end, okay. and you see this in martial arts movies too. It's the one where it's got like a Chinese broadsword blade at the end. Instead oh, of, okay. instead of a spearhead. Um, so it's a, it's a longer tip spear basically. Yeah, it's it's like a kind, it, kind it's of. almost like a spear that has a sword blade at the end instead of a spearhead, um, and okay, so I'm there's good. there's that version that has like a Chinese broadsword type of blade at the end, mm-hmm. and then there's yeah. also one called a naginata, which I actually right. talked about in the Onabugeisha episode that was the Japanese uh, female samurai. Um, yeah. So the naginata is a similar idea; it's a pole arm. But instead of having a spearhead at the end, it's got like a almost like a short katana blade at the end. Okay. So the Naginata had a short katana blade type blade, and then the Guandao has a short broadsword type blade. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. And the idea with all polearms is that they add distance from you and the person. Yeah, that's one of the reasons it was the most popular weapon for female samurai because has i mean just physicality wise generally women are not as tall they're not as strong so being able yeah. to keep the samurai at a distance while you're fighting them by using the naginata was definitely something that was helpful yeah i agree okay uh next we've just got blunt weapons like clubs maces batons mm-hmm. stick staffs like we've already talked about the bow staff uh a knuckle duster is on this list as well <laughs> I mean, I guess you. I guess it is a blunt weapon. Mm-hmm. I, I can't argue it is a blunt weapon. Well, uh, and there's and that category is a little bit smaller. There are different kinds. Like, um, 
uh, I'd have to look it up. I apologize. I can't remember what it's called, but I know there's, um, they're like, sometimes they're called tiger claws, but basically it's, it's like brass knuckles, like the knuckle duster, but, um, it's like a glove almost that fits over your hand. And it's kind of like Wolverine blades where like you punch somebody and like, you've got, um, it's like you've got the knuckle duster on so that that makes your knuckles harder and does more impact. But then also there's blades on it, so it stabs them at the same time. Like you punch them and stab them at the same time. Um, also, this is a good point to mention, side note, this is a tangent again, martial arts punches, the way that, at least the way I was taught to punch. So with the style I learned, um, when you're punching, your fist comes out from your side to give you the most strength in like a traditional karate type punch yeah, yeah. your fist starts by your rib cage with your um with your palm up and as you punch forward once you start to make impact you're leading with your first two knuckles and you twist your hand over to maximize the impact so if you're doing a traditional karate style punch and you have on the tiger claw type of thing it's going to twist. It You're going to be stabbing and twisting at the same time. Oh, I, I mean, it's effective. I get that. I get, I get, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that would do quite a bit of damage, mm-hmm. especially if you're aiming for like chest area. Yeah. So, punch. so the yeah. blade doesn't even have to be very long on that punching yeah. glove. So you wouldn't cut yourself wearing them, but they would do a little extra damage. Yep, I could definitely see that doing a bit of extra damage. And for anyone okay. who's uh, um, not familiar with the tonfa, which is um, another very it's it's used in several different martial arts to their you know various positions of the handles and stuff. But basically, it's like a handheld, um, it's like a billy club, like a, a policeman's mm-hmm. baton. Um, yeah, and basically, it's got a long and a short end, which you sort of spin round mm-hmm. in your in your wrist. And like the the basically the wood end goes along your forearm. Yeah, I mean like it's it's what the yeah. batons are based off of that police officers mm-hmm. use. Yeah, yeah. Um so it gets it has some potentially negative connotation. That one they think, um mm-hmm. in terms of origination, may have been like part of a handle for um grinding down grain or something. Um, they got mm-hmm. turned into a weapon, but also it's a very, it's a blunt weapon, so it doesn't do as much damage depending on how you're wielding it. And it's also good for defense because it basically creates a stick, a, a pole along the your arm so you can spin it and yeah. use your arm to block swords or punches or whatever as long as your tonfa is strong enough. Mm-hmm. And we also covered the staff. There's variations of the staff also that are shorter um, I know in particular, I'm blanking on the name right now. I'd have to look it up. There's a Filipino martial art, Escrima sticks. That's what it is, Escrima. Mm. Um, that's yeah. how my brain works, guys. I start talking and my the words pop in. Uh, but um, there's Escrima sticks. They're basically, um, it's like, it's not a full staff. It's like a half staff almost. Um, but there's two of them. And they're, they're basically yeah. just straight up sticks. Like, there's nothing fancy to it. It looks like a straight-up stick. But you, they have to be... They're supposed to be very straight, very strong, and you can use them to fight with, pro, to protect yourself, but also to whack somebody with. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. I'm with you. Uh, 
also funnily on this list of um, blunt weapons, there's a stun gun. Oh, well, technically, it's under other, mm-hmm. but there's a stun gun. Yeah, I mean... I don't believe I, I remember that being in martial arts, but I guess it's a form of defense. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's traditional. <laughs> no, you know, I, I think you might be right there, I think. Then we've got some ranged weapons like bows and crossbows, mm-hmm. blowguns, yeah. uh, chakrams. Oh, that's that's what Cena uses. I know what that is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So a, a chakram um, for anyone who's never seen Xena, which I guess is possible because it's an older show now, is yes. basically a circle of metal and the edges on the mm. outside have been flattened to be sharp. Um, yeah, they're serrated. And sometimes serrated, yeah, depending on the chakram. But basically, it's it's an Indian subcontinent origination weapon. And the idea is that you throw it, and the bladed outside edge cuts people as you throw it. Now, the whole bounce back thing that Xena did in no. the show, I'm not, I don't think that's actually supposed to happen. Um, well, I think there's no way you could catch it without cutting yourself, I don't think. You could. You had to, you had to most of your hand needed to be inside. If you watch her catch it, she's almost always catching it with her hand on the inside of the circle and not the outside. Mm. I guess so, because there's also that one episode, which is another uh, tangent, where someone tries to catch it the other way, and it cuts their hand, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's an interesting weapon. Yeah. Um, There's also the shurikens. Yeah, shuriken, the throwing Uh, stars. Yeah, slings... Basics of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then flexible weapons, chain weapons like nunchucks or nunchakus. They would... Whips. They're one of them. Yeah, flexible weapons. Mm-hmm. So there's... Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of chain weapons, actually. Not so much in karate, but in kung fu. You see them in a lot of um, martial arts movies. The thing where, you know, someone's got a long chain and there's a blade on the end or something. Or a, or a ball. Um, like in Kill Bill, Go-Go's weapon that she fights with, where it's, it's mm-hmm. the huge heavy ball at the end of a long chain. Those kinds of things are um, chain weapons that were used in feudal Japan. Gotcha. Um, and it's, uh, there's also like ninja weapon style versions of them basically, but there's a lot of different variations. There's, yep. um... There's some where it's the heavy ball on the end. So basically you it's you, you bludgeon things, you smash things. There's also yeah, like there's also thing. some that have a um, a comma on the end, um, a uh, a sickle on the end. Yeah. Which is more for cutting. Yes. Yeah. Um and then there's also something called an Asian chain whip, which it's like it's made up of pieces of metal that are chained together, so like you can whip somebody with it, and it's a like a chain link, yeah. basically. Oh, that that's a, oh, I don't like that. Don't like the sound of that at all. Um, yeah, and I then, don't think it would be pleasant. You know, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's most of this list without going into super super much detail. Mm-hmm. Which we just don't have time for. Like, no, <laughs> we're, we're not the best with the timekeeping here. I keep myself. <laughs> um, we like we just like to talk. I'm trying to figure out how the best way to end this episode is. 
because well i think we're at that point now but like i guess don't try and rip people's throats out <laughs> yeah let me be I clear mean, yeah. I'm, like i was taught all of these things in a very 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 controlled environment with prof- mm-hmm. with professional martial artists who knew what they were doing had years and years yes. of practice we weren't taught to actually do this and honestly the number one thing that our martial arts instructor told us is you know if someone does come after you the first thing you should try to use do is use your legs and run especially yeah. if they're coming yeah. after you with like a gun or another weapon like you know fighting yeah. shouldn't be your first choice you should always try to get yeah. away first yeah it's it's defense is all about being the last thing you attempt yes yes exactly the the actual like fighting and injuring another person is always the last option but sometimes Mm. you don't have a choice that's true so yeah uh basically try to avoid violence unless the other person is really trying to hurt you and then defend yourself however you need to Mm -hmm. because yeah I, I, but I'm, re- I'm really toting that line of don't, don't, but legend someone to death, please. Yeah, no, no, n- none of this was meant to be a like. Here's how you use these weapons because we honestly didn't go over it except for me the, with no. the punching tiger claw thing. Um, I mean, yeah, but honestly, I don't scary. even know where you would find them. Like they're, you know, it, it. A lot of times, it's something you see in martial arts movies, but it's not necessarily something you're going to be able to find anywhere. Yeah, true. Uh, and basically, in every kind of self-defense class that you could ever take, their main rule is: is this is not your first uh, port uh, port of action. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just remember that. Uh, stay safe, whatever way that means right now. Stay inside if you can, or if you if you have to, or wear masks or whatever. It's still developing quite a lot. To timestamp these episodes, we're right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. It's not fun. I'm, I don't want <laughs> It's like really not. Inside. Yeah. So everyone, please uh, be careful. And... Um, yes. Yeah. Do not try this at home with your with your younger brother slash sisters. No, do not. Absolutely do not. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Good. And on that weird note of health and safety, uh, we will end the episode here. Mm-hmm. We will see you next week with another topic whatever that topic may be and with that uh we're gonna be going (laughs) because we've already talked for how long (laughs) oh gosh oh dear we're really good with the times guys we're really good okay uh this episode's (laughs) probably gonna be cut down a little bit but just yeah okay all right see you later bye everybody all right bye Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself.